The Commentary Booth is a show for media lovers by media lovers just like you. If you want to support the show, go to pariomagazine.com.au. Welcome to the Commentary Booth, the ultimate weekly entertainment recap and review show. My name is Jamie Apps, and each week I'll be joined by a rotating cast of co-hosts to run you through the entertainment media we've consumed during the week. Along the way, we'll provide you with insightful commentary and reviews. This week, I'm joined by a DJ who lists their favourite movie as Scott Pilgrim vs. The World and favourite TV show as Parks and Rec. Welcome back to the show for a special superhero edition, Jackson Carr. Thanks for having me. How are you, my friend? Not too bad. Yourself? Yeah, I'm bad. Just um, up in Nelson Bay for a week before I start my new job. So just having some relaxing the outside. That's a nice way to spend the Easter break then. I think it's it's better that I'm up here being well-behaved rather than down there after what I did on Thursday night. So yeah, we're, we're good. <laughs> did you uh, catch the train up or did you uh, get stuck in all that traffic that was apparently around? Oh, no, I just got the train up. I used to drive up. And Ali and I were together, but now I just get the train. I just sit there. I just watch stuff on my phone, or like I watch Portland play with the Bucks, and that wasn't good. But it's it's easier that way. Like I don't really mind getting the train. It's a little bit longer, but you can do more things rather than driving. So yeah, yeah. And with the traffic that was apparently around on Thursday and Friday, it's probably a better idea to catch the train. Oh yeah, I I I went down to Kaima a few weeks ago for a wedding, and there was so much traffic, and I was just like, I just wish I got the train. But because I was bringing equipment to DJ. Can do it, but it just makes me realise like I don't like sitting in traffic. I prefer just being able to sit and zone out, do my own thing, sleep, watch whatever. It's better that way. Yep. And you just mentioned that you you secured a new job. How are you feeling ahead of that? Excited? Oh yeah, it's good. Like unfortunately, my old job in the music industry it wasn't really. We they used to run big events and there wasn't really much work for me, so it made me redundant, which was a shame. But I thought it was coming, and somehow I've landed on my feet, and I'm going to start working for the Sharks' main sponsor. So. Unfortunately, I'm going to have to go to corporate boxes and all that kind of stuff. And being a big Sharks fan, that sounds like such a drag, you know? Oh, it sounds like the worst job you could have ever fallen into. <laughs> I honestly, I don't know how I got so lucky. I, I, I don't know, it's, it's good. So, yeah, no, I will have to, once I know what's going on with that, we'll, I'll have to go to the game. Definitely. And what have you been watching recently? Man, as you said, we've just been, I've just been into superhero stuff. Like, I've, I've been meaning to watch Justice League. I think I'm going to watch that soon but just the, f- the four hours it's just i don't yeah I, I need to really like sit down and concentrate so i'm i just need some something to like really push me over the edge to really watch it and when i got here my stepfather was like oh, i want to watch this four hour movie i was like yeah okay we can do that yeah it's it's definitely a commitment that one <laughs> yeah, yeah there's there's no just like oh, i'll just chuck this on at like seven thirty at night yeah i think it's something you need to do at like 4 p.m and just smash it out and just leave 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 your phone somewhere else and is it something you have to concentrate for the whole time or uh no it's not too bad so i watched it in two sittings which made it a little bit more achievable and there's i've seen a few like recaps and websites now that have popped up saying this is how you can watch it if you want to watch it more like a tv series rather than a four hour one shot movie that sounds good. Which isn't a bad idea, actually, considering it is four hours and that's that's a very long time to be sitting in the one spot watching the one thing. <laughs> yeah, I'm lucky it's not in movies. You just be like, oh, unless you can watch it at home. And as you said, you can do that in the TV show 
size bits or split in half, but imagine putting together a four-hour movie. That would have taken a lot of post-production, I reckon. Yeah, so this is obviously Zack Snyder's original vision of the 2017 Justice League that was an abomination. Let's not even get into that thing. So originally in 2017, Zack Snyder was working on this, but then stepped down after his daughter passed away. So Josh Whedon stepped in to take over and between Whedon and Warner Brothers wanting to make significant changes, it just left that movie a totally different film. They did a whole heap of reshoots at that time with Henry Cavill for Superman when he had a mustache because he was filming Mission Impossible at the same time. So instead of just getting him to shave, uh, apparently he wasn't allowed to shave because of the Mission Impossible filming, so they just CGI'd it out, and it just looks horrible. In this new version, the, the 2021 Zack Snyder cut, none of that footage is used. Zack Snyder specifically came out after this was sort of, they said, yes, we're going to make, we're going to release the Snyder Cut. He specifically came out and said, I am not using any of the footage that Whedon shot. This is all stuff that I filmed originally, or they went back and did a few extra reshoots once this was announced, and then they spent a further $70 million to finish the movie for the Snyder Cut. $70 million. Whoa. Yep. On top of the original budget, plus whatever they paid Whedon to finish it. Plus, it's not. It, the cinemas isn't. It's just on streaming services because of the unfortunate things that's going on in the world. Yeah. So when the original Snyder Cut, uh, the, not Snyder Cut, the original Justice League uh, was released, the, obviously it got a lot of backlash for being just rubbish, which is fair. And fans on the internet clamoured for the release of the Snyder Cut with the hashtag release the Snyder Cut. And then finally... Four years later, Warner Brothers went, okay, we're going to do it. Like It probably helped that HBO needed some big releases to usher in their streaming service, and they went, right, we'll put it on there. Uh, Release the Snyder Cut was the most tweeted hashtag for an unreleased film ever, so they went, right, we'll do it. And then this four-hour epic is what has resulted. Wow. Okay, you've got me inspired to watch it. Like I think it's something I'm going to have to watch this week. Honestly, this version is much much better there are some obvious issues with it still um Zack Snyder seems to have a massive infatuation with slow motion so there's probably about half an hour worth of the movie that could have been cut out if they just ran it at normal speed rather than slow-mo but uh Cyborg, Flash and Steppenwolf all have actual backstories and motivations this time around and not kind of just sidekicks for Superman and Batman yeah and Steppenwolf's design looks way better. That apparently a lot of the seventy million dollars was put into fixing his CGI elements, so he looks way, way better. Looks way cooler, and it's been received that well. There's now calls to reinstate the Snyderverse because people like enjoyed this movie. They enjoyed how this movie ends, and they're like, "Okay, I actually want to see the sequels to this now." Which I'm the same. I finished this movie, I was like, it's a shame we're not getting all of the things that this movie sets up and teases at the end. It's like, oh, I wish we got to see those. Because that'd be a really good thing, I guess, for DC to compete with Marvel, because obviously Marvel's just gone and become the biggest superhero franchise in the world. Like, back in the 90s and 2000s, you always loved, like, Batman and Superman, and they were always the leaders, and then Marvel come from nowhere. So I guess if they've got this movie now that fans are passionate about and want to see the Snyder-verse, it'd probably be a smart thing for DC to do and just keep 
the whole superhero genre as one of the biggest film genres in the world. And just imagine like DC and Marvel competing, just having like these awesome movies coming out all the time and TV shows. Oh, sign me up. Yeah, I think the issue is they've already sort of committed to saying this version of the DC universe is dead. There's a Flash movie coming that stars Ezra Miller from Justice League, but apparently is not connected to Justice League, so that's going to be weird. Mm. Um, there's already a new Batman in the works with... Um, Robert Pattinson? So it's like, okay, we're just going to reset again like we seem to constantly do with DC yeah. rather than doing what Marvel did and went, right, here's the person that's in charge of Marvel. You control it, make sure it all makes sense together and just run with it, whereas DC are just like, uh, here's Batman. Three years later, here's a new Batman. Like, um, okay. Kind of like what Marvel kind of had to do with, or like Sony, because Sony owns Spider-Man, but for years they just chop and change the Spider-Man, and now they want to do one there. But yeah, like I remember just seeing all the changes in Spider-Man, just being like, oh, I don't really like this. But apparently now in the new Spider-Man movie, they're all three going to be in together because they're making them into like these different universes. But that's something I'm excited for as well. Yeah, it's weird. Like it's hard to commit to. I actually really love Batman, but then like it changes. Yeah. You know? Oh. Okay. Yeah. I like the look of the Robert Pattinson one that's coming, but who knows how long that's going to last. That could be a one and done movie. It could be three or four. We'll see. DC, sort this S-H-I out. Mm-hmm. Definitely. But yeah, I think the Zack Snyder Justice League is worth a watch. Just be prepared. Yeah, I, I think it's... I, I know, because I'm up here, obviously, it's a week, as I said. I know it's something my stepfather want to watch, but my mum won't be able to pay attention for four hours, so I might just... You might have to send me one of those websites where we can split it into the four things just so, or three things just so she can be involved as well because she falls asleep in an hour and a half movie. Like they watched Kung Fu Panda 3 last night and she was asleep within like 45 minutes. So Okay, yeah, four hours might be a bit <laughs> bit of a stretch then. <laughs> I think I need to stay up here for longer than a week, to be honest. <laughs> in this movie, there are like chapters. I think there's eight chapters. So you can split it along those chapters, but the websites I've seen have been like, Watch the first like three chapters, then take a break, and then watch two chapters and take a break. Mm-hmm. It's like cut it down into sp- sp- specific portions of the story, which is very good. Be nice. Yeah, sold. The other one I got to see this week, I f- went back to the cinemas. That's very nice. I'm happy to be back in the cinemas again. Because they're at full capacity now, aren't they? They are. This movie did not have full capacity because I <laughs> think we went on Thursday night, and I'm pretty sure everybody else that was in the like in the line to buy tickets at the start of the night was going to see Godzilla versus Kong. Mm. Okay, you have fun with that. I went to watch Nobody, which stars Bob Odenkirk, who's famous from Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. Is he Saul? Yes. Yeah, yeah, I love him. He's great. Yeah. So he plays Hutch Mansell, who is an accountant that has this hidden life that we don't know about until sort of partway through the movie and it, it turns out that he's a retired assassin who worked for the government as what did they call him an auditor so basically he was the last person anybody ever wanted to see show up at their business because their business was done and all of those people were criminals so you can imagine how he was ending their business mm, yes so uh yeah what happens is two intruders break into his house and he is trying to lead this really normal mundane life of just being an accountant doing the same thing day after day after day these people break into his house he has this urge to like oh, I, I can i can end this right now but 
holds back and then later he finds out that they stole his daughter's kitty cat bracelet and his daughter is like the only person in his family that seems to show him any love everybody else just seems to hate him so when they wrong his daughter he's like nope that's not right goes out on this mission to get back the kitty cat bracelet and inadvertently puts himself in the crosshairs of a Russian mobster. And then chaos and violence follows from there. That sounds good. Yeah, so it's... Have you seen John Wick? No, um, that's something that I keep putting off and it's been on my Netflix list to watch and it's just... You know me, I have a a thousand things I want to watch and I have an attention span of about two things, so... Yeah. Okay, so yeah, this will be hard to describe them. But I know the whole premise of John Wick. Yep. Yeah, so it's like a normal dude that then all of a sudden is like this crazy killer and can do insane things, mm. which is pretty much what this movie is. Okay. Like he's just this normal accountant and then everything goes haywire and he just starts slaughtering people. Lots of action, lots of fight scenes. There's enough like silly lines of dialogue and humor in here to make it not like over the top. Like it's still lighthearted and funny at times and just makes for a really fun watch. Yeah, nice. And the main actors are wonderful, so it sounds like something I definitely need to maybe venture out of the movies and see. Yeah, it's fun to see him go from like this silly lawyer to boring old accountant Hutch Mansell and then crazy killer who just slaughters. Like, I think his first encounter is when he's finally lets go is him on a bus. These five guys just start harassing this young girl and he just steps in and is like, stop. And then they try and beat him up and he just destroys them and they're, they're all sitting there like i don't know what just happened okay i'm gonna move this way as well i'm i miss it there's a nice movie theater up here i haven't been in a while a long time actually last time i was supposed to go to movies i slept through it so <laughs> it is yeah it is very nice to go back to the cinema like just sitting there with a great big coke and a box of popcorn such a nice feeling yeah, um I like putting whole pieces in my popcorn. Ew, ew, no. Nah, nah, trust me, it's good. Maybe if I liked Maltesers. I don't like Maltesers to begin with, so. Okay, no, okay, then that's completely fair enough then. <laughs> yeah, I'm just a, just give me the straight, like, buttery popcorn. Yeah, yeah. I'm fine with that and a nice big Coke. I'm excited in um, a couple of weeks. Or is it next? No, it'll be next week now. I get to go and see Mortal Kombat. Oh, really? And that looks fun. That looks real fun. Oh, because I love the, the 90s Mortal Kombat. It was so tactical, so good. If you check out the trailer for this new one, oh boy. Oh, really? A guy gets stabbed with a frozen blood knife. Whoa. Yeah. That that sets up how this movie's going. Okay. I always remember being younger and playing Mortal Kombat and watching Mortal Kombat. And everyone would choose like Sub-Zero or Scorpion. And because there was someone named Jax in it, I always had to pick him because I was like, I've got to be myself. He's always such a dud fighter. Yeah, because he's just like a, a dude boxer. <laughs> Everyone else is like crazy karate and martial arts, and this guy's just like, I'm just going to punch. Yeah, so I was never really good at Mortal Kombat. I like to play it. I was never really good, but like I had to represent myself. It's like me going for Jacksonville Jaguars with JX on the scoreboard. I'm, I'm cursed with my name. I've just got duds around me. I can, I'm not a good one. Don't worry. Next year, Jags are looking good. Don't worry about that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Trevor Lawrence looks like a quality quarterback. I think you just signed um just signed a gun tight end from the 49ers too, so Jacksonville's on the up. We always do well in free agency. We do well for one year and then we just go back to the crap, but this this time's gonna be different. Yeah, this one it feels like they're actually gonna do the right thing and pick the best quarterback that's available and then just reset and go from there. Can't wait. 
And now, a quick word from our sponsors. This week's episode of The Commentary Booth is brought to you by LF9 Designs. Are you in need of a new logo, event poster, Twitch overlays or emotes, or even merchandise designs? Look no further than LF9 Design for all of your graphic needs. The team there can create anything you need to suit all of your styles. Contact Luke at lf9design at gmail.com or follow them over on Instagram at lf9design. Our second sponsor this week is CR Swim. Swim smart and swim fast. CR Swim provides top-level coaching for swimmers of all levels competing in all aspects of the sport. They focus on providing technique support, swimming efficiency coaching, and energy systems training to help you be the best swimmer you can possibly be. Check them out over on Facebook at CR Swim Squad or on Instagram at CR underscore swim. Uh, and what else have you been watching? You were doing a, a Marvel rewatch, I think? Yeah, man. I've just been focusing on Disney Plus because it's so good. So I just decided that I wanted to... Cause I, I just decided I want to watch rewatch all the Marvel movies, but in not in order of how they came out, in order of the year that the movie was set. Okay, so like the chronological order rather than the, the release order? Yeah, the chronological. So I started with um, Captain America and then went into Captain Marvel... And like Iron Man, I just it's because I obviously when I watched it when they first all came out, I just watched it in the order they came out. But it's quite interesting to rewatch it and watch it in the order that the movies were set and just see things like yeah how how it's supposed to be. So once again, I'm absolutely I'm, I'm trying to watch like a movie a night, and as much as I've seen them all and I love them all, it's just nice to just to I guess see them in that order is like a different perspective of, of how how they all came out. So yeah, and then Black Widow, watched the trailer for that this morning. Oh. Yep. Scarlett Johansson is probably one of my favourite actresses in the world, like like the hottest actress. Her and Emma Stone are like my two favourites. So I can't wait to see her have her own Marvel movie. I'm just going to be like, oh, this is wonderful. Yep. Are you, with the chronological order, are you finding it's easier to sort of see how things are progressing? Oh, yeah, 100%. Like, you can, yeah, like, yes. It's, it's a lot easier to see how it progresses and how the little things come in and then they go out. And, yeah, it's, it, it kind of seems like they always had this vision or... If they might not have had this vision, they tried to make the movie so you could watch it like this because obviously it's a different perspective to how it came out. And yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's, 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 yeah, you see it like differently, but also the, and how they had the vision. It's, it's, I, I highly recommend watching it this way. I'll be able to, I reckon in, in months' time, I would have finished them all and I'd have more of a clarity over it all. But I can obviously see where it's going and there obviously are some things I forget. But then it's also helping me when I'm watching Winter Falcon and Winter Soldier. Is that what it's called? Yep. Yeah, that helps. Because I'm rewatching, I'm watching that as well. And for once in my life, I'm actually up to date. I'm watching them a day or two as they come out because we all know I didn't do that with WandaVision. And yeah, it really helps with certain things that's happening in that and being like, oh yeah, this, I can remember that now. And it's really going to help me with these TV shows as well. Yeah, I'm finding that watching Falcon and Winter Soldier. I'm like, I can't remember the last time I watched the two Captain America movies. Yeah. So there's like, there's definitely parts that I'm missing because I can't remember the exact parts of those movies but i'm still enjoying falcon winter soldier yes yeah, great to be honest like captain america's my least favorite of all the marvel i just don't like him agreed i've been watching it but yeah falcon winter soldier is like as much as it's a bit of a wank first captain america it's really good oh so good like this one feels much more like a full-fledged marvel movie that's just extra long rather than like i really loved what they did with wandavision but it definitely felt like a specific story just for the show whereas this one uh feels more like it's just a, a big movie that's longer and has a bit more time to 
explore these characters a bit more. And you've got more action as well, which is what we like in the Marvel. One Division was a bit PG at the start because they tried to make it like a sitcom, obviously, and then it obviously picked up. But yeah, this is just straight into it. And it's, it's really good. And Captain America, <laughs> when you order Captain America from Wish. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's a, he's a bit of a jerk. Apparently that's uh, Kurt Russell's son. Is it? That, I yeah. can actually see that. I didn't realise that until today, and I was like, oh, okay. Didn't realise that at all. you got both father and son in the Marvel Cinematic World. Mm-hmm. But yeah, with this one, I'm loving how it's just like immediately follows on from Endgame. Like it's six months afterwards, there's all the the implications of what happened with the snap and people disappearing. Like the scene at the bank was awesome, and then in the most recent... Have you watched the most recent episode? Yeah, I watched it last night. I'm, 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 I'm up to date. And you can be proud of me. I'm doing well awesome i like and when they go to that lab and they explain why the they stopped making the the super soldier serum I was yeah like, yeah I, I disappeared for five years so i couldn't finish it yeah that's such a handy little like plot device to have to be like oh that's why this stopped happening yeah it's it's it's, it's good though. obviously it's part of this stuff. But yes i guess it's a nice thing they can like, explain things or they can jump forward and oh, pretty good yeah Oh, yeah, this most recent episode had some real violent elements. I was like, whoa. I just hate the fact that I have to wait a week for the next episode. You know what? You're probably going to hate even more. Oh, no, don't tell me there's a break. No, there's only six episodes in this season. Oh. So we've only got three to go. So I'm oh. like, oh, that's that sucks. Damn it. Okay, I do hate that. Which, I'm trying to think. I think there's there's meant to... I'm, a sh- I'm sure there's meant to be something that follows this to get us from here to then Black Widow or... Are they just taking a break for Black Widow? Because I know Black Widow was supposed to come out soon. I'm assuming it was supposed to come out in three weeks' time once this finishes, but it's been pushed back to July. So yeah, and actually, Black I don't know why because Black Widow was supposed to come out last year, and obviously we had our own version of the snap and um, with COVID, and now they're pushing it back. So last year was the first time like 11 years or something they Marvel hadn't released a movie. But is it true that I know in America with Black Widow because obviously they haven't cooked. It's only coming. You have to pay thirty-five dollars to watch it on Disney Plus. Is it going to be in the cinemas here, or is it we have to pay for it? No. So we have the option here. Whereas the US will only get it on Disney Plus. Here in Australia, we'll have. It'll be like a Raya and the Last Dragon. You have the option. You can go and see it in the movie if you want to go there, or you can just pay the thirty bucks and watch it at home. I'm not paying thirty dollars to watch it on my little TV at home when I can go to the movies and watch it on a big screen with a big sound system and a lot better. Enjoy your popcorn and Maltesers. <laughs> exactly. Oh, yeah, no, I, I can't wait for that. Yeah, I feel like Black Widow is one of those ones that you probably will want to watch it in the movies rather than at home, whereas Raya and the Last Dragon and Soul sort of made sense to just watch at home. Yeah, those are the ones you can, but like when you're watching a big blockbuster action movie for the first time, you don't want to watch it on your little, like whatever size screen you have compared to the massive movie screen. So, yeah, no, I'm definitely going to go to the movies for that. Yeah, and like with Raya and the Last Dragon too, because it was more of a kid's movie, like if you've got to take three or four kids, like you're going to spend more than 30 bucks, whereas at least at home you pay the $30 and they can all just sit down and watch it and watch it and watch it as many times as they want. Like who cares? It's a bit more bit more value for money. Yeah, that's a good, good way to look at it as well. Actually. And you can make your own popcorn at home and Mm-hmm. Following on the superhero theme, there just seems to be so much awesome superhero stuff coming out at the moment. There's a new show on Amazon Prime called Invincible. Have you had a chance to check it out? No, it's, it's something. You, you're talking about that, but I, I just kept on watching my Marvel movies and had my big Thursday night. I think I'll be able to talk you into this one because it's 
awesome. It's um an eight episode animated series produced by Robert Kirkman. He's famous for making, creating The Walking Dead. Okay, yeah. So he's the comic uh, writer from those. And these are somewhat unique, though. Normally with an animated series, you're expecting half-hour episodes. These are 45 to an hour long. So they're really, they've really put some money behind this series to make hour-long animated episodes. And um, it follows Mark Grayson, who's just this, begins out as a normal teenager, uh, but his dad is known as Omni-Man, who is the most powerful superhero on Earth, a la Superman. And then just before, just after uh, Mark's 17th birthday, he begins to develop powers of his own and then has to sort of undergo the training from his dad. And the show, it starts off really slow, but I implore anybody who's going to check this show out, at least finish the first episode. Because at the very end of the episode, there's this big change and it's like, okay, I'm in now. And that's when I was hooked on it. I'd heard of this comic before and everyone I've heard is like, you need to read it, you need to read it, you need to read it. You got to finish the first issue. I'm like, eh. I'm not a big comic book reader. So when they like, okay, we're going to create this animated show, I was like, all right, righto, I'll, I'll check it out. And for that first like... 30 minutes i was like "Mm, this isn't really doing much for me it kind of just feels like superman and his kid like nothing crazy is happening and then the title screen hits right at the end which is strange and then after that it's just like bang you're in and that's when i was like okay you've got me now okay yeah no i like the sound of that it's kind of like wandavision was like a bit slow to start and then once you got into it you're like no this is you're into it and the fact that it's all eight episodes out in one go is something I can much prefer than these stupid wait-a-week-at-a-time things. Uh, no, this is doing the week-to-week. It's just they've oh. announced that it's at eight episodes to begin with. Oh, okay. So there's f- four episodes out now because they Amazon always do the, the three-episode block at the start and then it's an episode a week after that. At least if I've got four episodes, that's good. Yeah, it's a, it's a good little intro into the story. And, like, you really enjoyed The Boys, yeah? Oh, yeah, it was incredible. Absolutely incredible. You enjoyed that. You love your Marvel movies. I think this one's going to do it for you because it it follows like a similar path to the boys where it's like, oh, yeah, it's just like superheroes. And then all of a sudden it's just like, bang, this is way more like, this is not for kids. This is definitely an adult's cartoon. Yeah, okay. Well, I just got rid of Amazon because I had it signed up with my old work email address. So it looks like I'm going to have to re-get Amazon again and... I'm, and get, um, keep watching it. So you've made old mate Jeff Bezos eight dollars. <laughs> eight dollars. Yep. Um, and then yeah, on the Superman front, there's another new show that I checked out. Oh yeah. I watched uh, Superman and Lois. Never heard of it. And this is like uh, it's one of the you know the like the CW Arrowverse shows like Arrow, Supergirl, Flash, Batwoman. Yeah, I love Flash. That was so good. I never got into Arrow or the other ones, but Flash was really good and then I just stopped watching it. Yeah, so this is set in that same universe, but this one obviously now focuses on Superman and Lois. And rather than following like the typical Superman and Lois story in Metropolis, they've returned back to Smallville to live sort of a more simple life as uh, everyday working parents because they have two young sons. And then one of the sons begins to develop superpowers, much like in Invincible. And then they sort of are dealing with the implications of that. And then there's 
obviously some bad guys and it's one of those easy uh superhero shows like similar to flash where it's like each week it's a simple 40 minute story and then there's implications for further episodes and it's kind of making me want to watch the rest of like the Arrowverse, watch some of those other shows and see if they intrigue me as much as this one is because obviously the CW love to do the the yearly crossover where they all come together type thing. So I wonder if they'll build to that with this one. Yeah, nice. Yeah, no, okay. I get it. That's cool. That sounds good. I just, I just got this for, I just got this for free for a year and I just never pay attention to it. But yeah, no. Yeah. Okay, no, that's something else I need to do. I've got a week off now, so I can just watch television shows. There's a big TV here, good sound system. Make the most of my fun employment, my week of... When you uh, gave me the, the binge account so I could watch Justice League, I was, I was flicking through and I was like, there is some good stuff on here. Like, I actually might need to get binge. Well, you've, you've got binge as long as I have it. I, I think I still got it for another four or five months. Because so. it's all based on what Foxtel has. Yeah. So, like, there's obviously some things on there I'm like, I do not want to watch Keeping Up With The Kardashians or <laughs> some of those random lifestyle-type shows, but there's plenty of, like, cool stuff on there as well. Heaps of movies, heaps of shows like Superman and Lois, True Blood, uh, The Walking Dead. Like, there's cool stuff on there. There's some, some cool documentaries I want to check out as well, so... Yeah, what's that? Um, I can't remember. We spoke about it. It was about the world's most dangerous theme park and that was on there and that was a wild watch so yeah i can't remember what it was called but it was just watching that you're just like what the hell america is cool uh um class action park yeah yep yep that's the one yeah like there's what else is on there there's mcmillions i want to watch that oh yep i've seen that that's that's great i started watching a documentary about QAnon, which is interesting at times and sometimes you're like these people are insane like why did they believe any of this but so yeah Binge actually pretty good. I didn't expect much from it. I was like, this is, I'm not going to find anything on here. And then I've pretty much just been watching Binge and Disney Plus. Yeah, perfect. It's, I, I guess, as we've discussed before, we're in the peak of the streaming world at the moment and everyone's trying to compete to be the best. And some good stuff on Binge because obviously Foxhell has always been a market leader for pay TV. That's what I was looking for. So they eventually had to evolve their model and they've got here now. So, yeah. Yeah, I kind of just wish um, they didn't try to split the market though and just went, Right, binge includes KO. Or even if they just charge you like an extra five bucks on top or something, you just made it the one thing. Funnily enough, um, because I'm in Telstra, and Telstra always had free NRL on like the NRL app, but they've stopped that this year. They're running a promo, and I've got KO for five dollars a month for the whole year. So wow, it's, it's, it's some benefits of being in Telstra, despite the, the high phone bills. I at least save some money here, there, and everywhere with these streaming platforms. Yeah, like I enjoy the the ease of the streaming platforms but it's getting to the point where there's so many <laughs> like yeah. there's like if i got all if you get them all you're pretty much paying a foxtel bill anyway yeah definitely like netflix stan what else apple tv plus binge ko optus sport disney like you... yeah, that's why i like to share my logins with people so i've got wills optus sport and i watched chelsea last night i wish i didn't mm, yeah i woke up to that in a heap of messages that was fun Jorginho is just horrible. I just, anyway, I don't want to talk about that. That was negative vibes. But yes, it's, you do pay it. But the worst thing is when you're watching a streaming service is it's hard enough to pick something to watch on there if you don't know what you want to watch, like a movie. Then you're looking at four or five other ones. How am I supposed to pick something? So that's why I'm just focusing on Disney Plus at the moment. I'm like, I'm going to do all these Marvel movies. I'm fine. But now you've 
convince me to watch other things. So <laughs> yeah, I find that as well. Like Lauren, I'll sit down and be like, "What are we going to watch?" Um, let's spend the next forty minutes scrolling through streaming services. Yeah. And then half the time, just go back to the thing that we were watching already. Yeah, something comfortable. So what would be your top recommendation for the week? I have to say Falcon Winter Soldier. Like, that's, I'm really enjoying it. It's, as we said, it's just like a, watching a Marvel movie that's split up and it's just the action and it's just straight into it and it's really well produced and, yeah, that for sure. Yeah, I'm excited to see where it goes. Um, the character dynamics between Falcon and Winter Soldier is just hilarious every time. And, yeah, I'm also interested in what future implications it's going to have for MCU. Yeah, definitely. Uh, for me, it's Invincible. Like, it's obviously only four episodes in, but that first episode, I was like, nah. I fully intended to just watch one episode at lunch on last Friday when it came out, and then I ended up watching the first three. <laughs> so that's that's what happened. Okay, I'm into it. Yeah, I, that's something I, will, I would definitely will have to get back Amazon and watch it. I'm, I'm, you've convinced me once again. Awesome. So thank you for listening to the commentary booth. If you enjoyed the show, please remember to rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. You can follow me on social media at Jamie Media and at Pario Magazine. You can follow Jackson over on Twitter at Deckhead. Awesome. Thank you, my friend. That was fun as always. Now I'm going to go eat some Easter eggs. The Commentary Booth is a fan-funded production of Jamie Apps Media. You can support the podcast alongside our new magazine, Pario Magazine, on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Media. The following people have supported at the publisher level or higher, and you cannot fathom how incredibly appreciative we are for their support. Brian and June Hart, Courtney Paulson, Tracy Apps.